Hello again. Welcome to another story about the Peters children. This week's episode, Lizzie Takes the Lord's Name in Vain, is about a girl who attends the same church as Penelope and Pearson. Finn Wells, who's a good friend of Pearson's, and you might recognize his name since he's been in several Peters children's stories, also attends the same church. Finn and Lizzie get into a vehement argument after Lizzie misuses God's name and takes it in vain. Unfortunately, it's pretty common in our world today to hear God's name being taken in vain all around us. We want to remember to keep God's name holy, and the Bible commands us to keep it holy and not to use it in vain. As usual, there is a hymn title or a line from the hymn in the story, so if you hear it, email your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winner, Ari, from Pleasant Hill, California, sent in the correct answer of, I will sing of my Redeemer, from the story, Penelope Loses a Tooth. So let's hear it for Ari. And to remind you again, if you've not heard all the stories about the Peters children, be sure to go back and catch up. Because Thanksgiving week is extremely busy, you may have missed the Peters' happiest Thanksgiving which is a delightful story. Another good story is Daddy Peters Protects His Stuff, which is a true life story from the author's childhood. I highly recommend that you take a listen. Now let's listen to this week's story, Lizzie Takes the Lord's Name in Vain. Pearson and Penelope Peters were sitting in the front pews at church with the rest of the children up through fifth grade. Pearson could hear his own voice singing, Lift Up Your Voice and With Us Sing, when he glanced at his good buddy Finn Wells, who was singing with gusto, but was also pulling on Lizzie Johnson's long brown braid. He was being gentle and playful, but Lizzie didn't appreciate it at all, and in the middle of the chorus, she turned around and hissed loudly, Finn Wells, stop it! My goodness! Only Pearson noticed she didn't actually say goodness. Instead, she said the name of God, and Pearson's eyes opened wide as he glanced at Penelope, wondering if she had heard it as well. Penelope, though, was too busy staring to her left, where her twin baby sisters Priscilla and Patience were sitting in their car seats next to Mom and Daddy Peters. These days, Penelope found herself preoccupied with thoughts about her sisters almost constantly. Pearson looked back at Lizzie, wondering if she was nervous that anyone had heard her misuse God's name. He was surprised that she didn't look nervous, but looked rather casual. However, Finn Wells had been so startled by Lizzie's outburst that he had quickly let go of her thick braid, and like Pearson, was staring at Lizzie, horrified. Moments later, the children were dismissed from worship time and sent to their own classrooms. Pearson walked right next to Finn, who was walking quickly and purposefully behind Lizzie. Finn whispered loudly, You should never take God's name in vain. I didn't, Phineas Wells, Lizzie shot back. Oh, yes, you did. I heard you. You took the Lord's name in vain, Finn persisted. Pearson was only too happy to have a front seat row to this conversation. Mind your own business. You shouldn't be pulling hair. Didn't anybody ever tell you that? Lizzie was growing red in the face as she continued the argument. At that moment, Mrs. Cochran, hearing the children enter her classroom, called out loudly, What in the world is going on between you two? 
Finn glanced at Lizzie, unsure if he wanted to include Mrs. Cochran in their argument. But Lizzie, self-righteously, and without a hint of hesitation, answered, Finn Wells pulled my hair during worship time in big church. Finn, is that true? Mrs. Cochran was gentle but firm in her question. Finn nodded. Yes, but, but Mrs. Cochran? Mrs. Cochran interrupted. Finn, please no buts. You need to talk to Lizzie. Moreover, you shouldn't be fooling around her in church worship. That's selfish and it's inconsiderate. Other people around you are trying to worship the Lord, and it's not right for you to disrupt their worship with your antics. Finn nodded and turned to Lizzie. By this time, the entire class was enraptured by the situation as it unfolded. Lizzie, I'm sorry I pulled your hair. Please forgive me, but I'm also sorry you took the Lord's name in vain. After Finn finished speaking, you wouldn't believe the looks on the other children's faces. What a turn of events! Lizzie had taken the Lord's name in vain, but would she admit it? Sure, Finn apologized, but it was backhanded, and he turned his apology into a chance to tattletale. Pearson was enjoying the dust-up between his good friend Finn and Lizzie, and he felt a little nervous excitement inside. And boy, was he gleeful that Finn was outing Lizzie. It wasn't right that she took the Lord's name in vain. Lizzie was always on everyone else's case about the most minor things. Pearson's mind began to drift to the time that Lizzie had been annoyed with him for scribble-scrabbling his picture. It was a picture of Peter crossing the water to Jesus in the boat, and Peter was holding his hand out to Jesus. But Pearson didn't really want to color that day in Sunday school. Instead, he wanted to play fireman with Finn. So rather than do his best and use appropriate colors, like coloring Peter's hand skin color, he colored his hand blue, the same color as the water under his feet. He had been lazy and didn't want to take the time to hunt through a big bucket of crayons, about half of which were broken or dull on the end. What's more, he scribbled a boat blue, too, because he realized that time was getting away from him, and he might not have enough time to play with Finn. That happened a couple of years ago when he was only in kindergarten but he could remember like it was yesterday. Lizzie raised her hand and yelled out to the teacher, Teacher, Pearson Peters is scribble-scrabbling. Pearson's face had turned a bright red and was slightly scared that he'd be in trouble. He took a peek at Lizzie's paper, and it was no wonder she was offended by his work of art. Hers was perfect. Lizzie had taken the time to find a skin-colored crayon and had used it on Peter's hand, face, and feet, and not a single mark was outside of the lines. Lizzie had outlined the lines in thick black, the water was blue, and she had colored the boat brown in such a way that it almost looked like wood. If Pearson were asked, he would have to acknowledge in no uncertain terms that Lizzie's coloring was probably something that should be hung in a picture frame. But still, why had she felt like she needed a tattle on him? It didn't matter. But it was too late. Mrs. Anderson, their kindergarten teacher, walked over and looked at Pearson and Lizzie. Pearson? Remember, the Bible says that we need to work with all of our hearts as working for the Lord. That means big things and small things. Did you work at your coloring with all of your heart? Pearson looked down. Not really. I wanted to play fireman with Finn. Well, I understand. Fireman does sound like a great game. Just remember next time, try your best, okay, bud? Pearson was relieved that Mrs. Anderson's tone was kind and that she patted him on the back. After finishing with Pearson, she turned to Lizzie, but all Pearson could hear her say was, We need to talk about tattling. Pearson didn't stick around, but ran off to play with Finn. He did, though, glance back 
and saw that Mrs. Anderson was talking to Lizzie, and he felt a tiny twinge of joy at seeing her get reprimanded. Pearson's eyes were twinkling at the remembrance. But his flashback ended when he heard Mrs. Cochran, who was looking at Finn and Lizzie, say, I think both of you need to go have a talk with Mr. Cochran. Everyone else needs to return to their seats. It's time to start class. Pearson was pretty bummed that he wasn't going to get to see the drama play out. Reluctantly, he turned his attention to Mrs. Cochran, who was taking prayer requests from the children. Jenna asked for prayer for her dog, who was sick. She mentioned that her mom said the dog might die soon, or they might have to put her to sleep. Sam's foot was hurting really bad. He explained to everyone that he had hurt it while trying to do a trick on a scooter. Maddie was super excited to announce that her aunt was expecting a baby. Penelope's usual prayer request for the last weeks made it to the board. She asked Mrs. Cochran to pray that her baby sisters, Patience and Priscilla, would come to know the Lord at an early age. Chad Johnson asked for prayer for his grandma who fell on her hip and was in quite a bit of pain. Pearson was concentrating so hard on everyone's prayer requests that he forgot about his best friend in the other room with Mr. Cochran and Lizzie. Finn and Lizzie were standing side by side when Mr. Cochran entered the small Sunday school office and took his seat at the desk. Mr. Cochran was a great helper to his wife in the class. He would handle the kids who were kind of disobedient and somewhat rambunctious. He would sit next to them and gently remind them to be quiet as a little mouse while Mrs. Cochran taught the lesson. He often brought his guitar and would lead the kids in worship time. Mrs. Cochran would also say to the kids, Now it's time for my oh-so-handsome husband to lead us in worship. Then Mr. Cochran would shyly walk up to the front with his guitar and would lead the kids in singing the B-I-B-L-E, or Jesus Loves Me, or other choruses. He always played a hymn to close out their singing time and would remind the class, It's really important for you to know hymns because they're the best songs. Mrs. Cochran would stand next to him and help her husband lead the children in song. Penelope especially loved the singing time. Sometimes she tried to use vibrato when she sang. Like when she sang the word Jesus, she would sing it like this, Jesus. She was certain she would be a singer one day. But at that precise moment, Mr. Cochran wasn't leading the singing, but was speaking in a super serious tone as he began to speak to Lizzie and Finn. Okay, guys, tell me the whole story. Lizzie, I want to hear your version, and then I'll hear Finn's. Lizzie wasted no time in launching into the story about how she was simply trying to worship the Lord when suddenly she felt the violent tug of her braid and turned around to find that it was Finn Wells. She said his name a bit disdainfully. In her story, she had gently asked Finn, Please, Finn, don't pull my hair. It's quite painful. She pointed out that it wasn't her fault that Finn had responded rudely and that as a result, she was forced to tell Mrs. Cochran. As far as she was concerned, that was the end of the story. Finn was practically smacking his lips as he waited to tell his side of the story. He highlighted how gently he had tugged on Lizzie's braid. He just wanted to feel it because it was kind of a cool braid. And Lizzie had turned around and taken the Lord's name in vain. Mr. Cochran interjected, Do you mean she said gosh? Or did she actually say God's name? No, she actually took the Lord's name in vain, Mr. Cochran. I wasn't going to tattle, but... But you felt like you wanted to? Mr. Cochran finished his sentence for him. Well, Lizzie tattled first. Finn was digging his heels in on this one. So you took revenge and tattled on her, Mr. Cochran calmly asked. Well, 
take revenge. I, I, I was just, well, she, well, she was lying, Mr. Cochran. I, I didn't pull her hair. I didn't even have a chance to say sorry because she was so mad. And, and she didn't, and anyway, she acted like she hadn't done anything wrong. But I even told her, you're not supposed to take the Lord's name in vain. And she said she didn't. She lied. Finn was spitting his words out so fast that he began to stammer. Okay, Finn, let's just talk about your responsibility in this. Then we'll get to Lizzie. Did you pull Lizzie's hair, Finn? Finn squinted his eyes and thought hard. He was genuinely trying to think if he would classify what he had done as an actual hair pull. He wasn't trying to hurt her. He was just trying to feel her hair. But Mr. Cochran was waiting for an answer. Well, I would say I didn't mean to pull it. I just wanted to feel it. Okay, was it appropriate that you were trying to feel her hair during worship time in big church? Finn sighed a big sigh. <sighs> I guess not, Mr. Cochran. And you know what, Finn? Maybe Lizzie didn't even want you to feel her hair. She hadn't given you permission. And we mustn't forget that the Bible says we should do to others what we would have them do to us, right? Finn realized he had been wrong and nodded. Okay, I'm sorry, Lizzie. Please forgive me. With a tone that was edged with haughtiness, Lizzie responded, I forgive you. It was Mr. Cochran's turn to speak. Thanks, Finn. Now, Lizzie, what about you? Finn says you took the Lord's name in vain, and, before Mr. Cochran could even finish, Lizzie insisted, I did not! Lizzie, I would rather you calm down and let me finish before you answer. If you didn't take the Lord's name in vain, what did you say that Finn might have misheard? Finn could hardly believe his ears. Lizzie had denied taking the Lord's name in vain. Finn couldn't take it anymore and burst out. But Mr. Cochran, she did take the Lord's name in vain. I'm positive. He was desperate for Mr. Cochran to believe him. Once again, Mr. Cochran answered calmly. Finn, at this point, it's going to have to be between Lizzie and the Lord. The Lord knows what happened and he can handle it. He turned back to Lizzie. But Lizzie, I would like to know what you did say. Maybe Finn got mixed up. Lizzie swallowed hard and gulped. Oh, she answered softly. I said, oh my goodness. Mr. Cochran scratched his head. Hmm, I'm not sure there's anything else I can do. So I'm going to send you both back to the class now. But whatever was said, don't forget, the Lord knows. And if someone is lying, I will pray that the Lord will bring the truth to light. Now head on back to the class. Finn got out of his chair and walked back, with Lizzie following close behind. Finn felt troubled that Lizzie was determined not to tell the truth, but he tried to think about other things to keep his mind off of it. He didn't have to try very long because when he got back into the class, Mrs. Cochran had already begun teaching the lesson from the Book of Acts. The lesson for that Sunday was about Ananias and Sapphira. What a scary story! Ananias had lied to the church leaders and immediately died. And then Sapphira had done the same thing. Finn was absolutely terrified at the thought of telling one little lie and then instantly dying. He forgot all about Lizzie's lie because he was too busy thinking about his own lies. He remembered a lie he had told recently. He had told Pearson and Todd that he was watching baseball on TV 
and how the referee had made a bad call at the plate and called the runner out when he really was safe. Todd had laughed, that laugh of his, <laughs> and said, Dude, that's not a referee. That's an umpire. Pearson, too, had laughed. <laughs> Finn had felt embarrassed, so he quickly added, I know, you guys. I was totally joking. Only he knew very well that he had not been joking. He didn't actually know they were not referees. And now that he was sitting there listening to Mrs. Cochran tell the story about Ananias and Sapphira, he was stricken with guilt and didn't know what to do. Mrs. Cochran continued the story. Children, God doesn't strike us down for every single lie we tell or every sin we commit. But this was a time when the church was just starting, and God was showing his new converts that he always wants to be treated as holy. God is awesome, and he is to be feared, and you need to know that about him. But he's also merciful and full of grace. And when we sin, we only need to confess our sins. Because as the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, he is faithful to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Finn felt a sense of relief wash over him. And his heart suddenly felt lighter and he felt so much better. He silently prayed to the Lord and confessed his sin of lying to Todd and Pearson. And he resolved to talk to his friends and confess to them that he had lied. Nonchalantly, Finn took a look around the room, and his eyes stopped on Lizzie, who had tears running down her cheeks. He wondered what the crying was all about, but he couldn't wonder for very long, because Mr. Cochran was strapping on his guitar and closing the class time with a hymn and prayer. After a robust round of singing, Finn walked up to Pearson and told him he had lied to him the other day. Pearson was such a good friend and he was always ready to forgive his best buddy. Pearson gave him a pound and told Finn he forgave him. Together they began working on a puzzle that was on the table while they waited for their parents to pick them up. Finn didn't notice that Lizzie was talking to Mr. and Mrs. Cochran and was still crying, but he was no longer focused on Lizzie's lie. Instead, God had worked on Finn's heart, and God's spirit had revealed to him that he wasn't always truthful. Pearson and Finn continued putting the puzzle together. When Finn felt a tap on his shoulder... He whirled around to see Lizzie's tear-stained face looking at him. He was momentarily confused and asked, Yeah, Lizzie? Can I talk to you, Finn? Finn nodded. Okay. Well, can we go over there, Finn? I, I don't really want to talk in front of everyone, okay? Finn followed Lizzie over to the big yellow carpet square where they had sat for story time. Lizzie plopped down and waited for Finn to settle in. After he had sat down, Lizzie took a deep breath. Finn, you were right. I did take the Lord's name in vain. Actually, I do that a lot. I don't even mean to. It's just a bad habit. But I know that taking the Lord's name in vain is not treating him as holy. And I was so embarrassed and ashamed that I lied about it. The story of Ananias and Sapphira. Well... That helped me understand that I had lied and that I was wrong. On top of that, Mr. Cochran was so nice to me that I felt sad inside that I was lying to him. I didn't feel sad that I was lying to you because I was mad at you. But then when I told Mr. Cochran the truth, he said I owed it to you to tell you the truth too. And he was right. Finn, would you forgive me for lying to you? I'm going to try hard never to take the Lord's name in vain again. And Mr. Cochran even told me that it's a bad idea for me to say, oh my gosh, because then it becomes easy to say God instead of gosh. 
I know the third commandment says to not misuse God's name. Mrs. Cochran explained that God wants his name and everything about him to be treated as holy and in fear. She prayed with me, and I pray that I'd stop taking his name in vain. Mrs. Cochran told me that before she was a Christian, she would misuse God's name every day, lots of times. And even now that she's a Christian, she still has to work on changing her thinking because she has to remember that God's holy. Ben was listening intently, and when Lizzie seemed to be done sharing, he said, Lizzie, I owe you an apology. I'm sorry, because I wanted you to admit you were lying so bad, because I was mad at you. I just wanted you to get in trouble. But then, after I listened to the story of Ananias and Sapphira, God helped me realize that I lie sometimes, too. So I'm sorry for not being kind to you. And I'm sorry, too, for touching your hair without permission. Thanks, Finn, Lizzie responded. But I don't really think you did anything wrong, except I didn't like when you grabbed my hair. Well, I shouldn't have done that. But you just have so much hair. How do you do your braid behind your head without looking? Lizzie giggled. <laughs> I don't. My mom does. Oh, well, that's a lot of hair. My sisters don't have that much hair. Oh, they don't? I guess I just have a ton. Finn assured Lizzie that he forgave her, and the conversation ended. He walked back to the table where Pearson had almost completed the puzzle. Lizzie tell you the truth? Pearson asked. How'd you know? Finn was surprised. I'm a firstborn. I'm naturally nosy. At least that's what Daddy Peters said. Pearson laughed. <laughs> the boys put the last few puzzle pieces together, then put on their jackets and waited for their parents to pick them up. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Grandmom's Corner. So what'd you think of the story? Have you ever misused God's name? or told a lie to conceal your sin? I was struck by how Finn gloated over Lizzie's sin of misusing God's name. He couldn't wait to tattle on her. And then when Lizzie lied, Finn got angry. After he heard the story though about Ananias and Sapphira, he remembered too that he had lied only days before. So often, when we point out the faults of others, we're guilty of the same kinds of faults and sins. You know that old saying that says that when you point, you have three fingers pointing back at you? Well, that's true. So many times when we accuse someone else of doing something wrong, we really should be looking at our own sin. When I was a kid, I took piano lessons, which meant that I had to practice every day. Sometimes I got lazy and didn't feel like practicing, like Pearson did when he scribble-scrabbled on a coloring page. So I would cheat and change the timer to make it look like I'd practiced longer than I really had, and I would hide that from my mom. I felt guilty when I sinned against God and against my parents, who were paying good money for my piano lessons. But when I confessed my sin to the Lord and to my mom, I felt the burden lift from my shoulders, and the Lord cleansed my guilty heart. Confession is good for our souls. It reminds me of Psalm 32, which was written by King David. That psalm talks about the joy of confessing our sins and of not hiding them. We may think we can hide our sin, but God is omniscient. Remember, that means that God sees and knows everything. After King David had sinned against God and against several other people, he tried to cover up his sin. He felt horrible about it, and his energy left his body. He just didn't feel right. 
But God, in his mercy, brought someone along to confront him, and David finally fessed up. I'll read Psalm 32, verses 3-5. through When I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away, through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality, that means his energy, was drained away as with the fever heat of summer. But listen to the next verse. I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity, another word for sin, I did not hide. I said, I will confess my transgressions, or my sin, to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. When you sin, don't try to cover it over or hide it. Don't be like Lizzie, who covered up her sin of taking the Lord's name in vain, which we don't ever want to do. But if you do, make sure to confess that sin or any other sin you've committed to whomever you've sinned against, like your parents or your siblings or your friends. Most of all, make sure you confess your sins to God first and he'll forgive you every time. Isn't that great? We hope you join us next week for another Peter's Children's Story. Bye for now.